Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Where not just women are in danger, but all marginalized people. Where being uniquely different right now might truly be considered a crime. It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort. That justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election, but good will win in the end. So what today means is that we are far from the end. Today marks the beginning, the beginning of our story, the revolution starts here. The fight for the right to be free, to be who we are, to be equal. Let's march together through this darkness and with each step know that we are not afraid. that we are not alone, that we will not back down, that there is power in our unity, and that no opposing force stands a chance in the face of true solidarity. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything. Austin Red here with Friday Java, a weekly magazine of political theory, polling, and commentary. It is part of the Pian history called people that make up this fascinating journey. We are part of the Obama network. For that, we make no apologies. What we pledge to do is give you the facts on a bridge to history, what body politics is, the most up-to-date theories of political science and cephalic. Stay tuned for this incredible ride. Boston Red, peace out. From WBRN Radio and on the Boston Red Network, we are now in our 11th year on the 23rd of January. We officially started on many of these networks, uh, internet radio. Prior to that, we uh, were on uh, radio, uh, actual radio, and it was also internet radio with our late uh, partner, Jerry Pippen. We always remember Jerry. He died in uh, 2015. Nonetheless, this is Friday Java on the uh, Java on the 
25th of uh, January 2019. More now than 4,000 uh, episodes or uh, programs onto the Boston Red uh, Network, uh, Bannon, Numbers Man, the Open Source Report, BR on the World, etc. And uh, all about sports, our new, and you don't see much of it, but you'll see more of it this year in 19, uh, 2019. The uh, top story today, uh, we'll have the people uh, later, incidentally, from the University of Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. Our uh, We always honor Heber Heyer, who was killed there by white supremacists. Nonetheless, the top story today, uh, one of uh, D.J. Trump's uh, long-serving running, running uh, buddies and a uh, right-wing uh, type named Roger Stone, He's been indicted and arrested uh, by the uh, FBI, the special prosecutor. This is from the Washington Post. Stone was charged with seven counts, including one count of obstruction of an official uh, proceeding, uh, five counts of false statements, and one count of witness tampering, according to the special prosecutor's office. Uh, With Stone's indictment, uh, the special prosecutor, Mueller, has struck deep inside uh, Trump's inner circle, charging a long-standing friend of the president's and one of the first people uh, to uh, promote uh, Trump for the White House. Well, I was there, too. Stone is 66, who has been friends, uh, friends excuse me, with uh, Trump for uh, 30 years, served briefly as a formal advisor to his presidential campaign. That was in 2015. And remained in contact with him... Uh, the uh, GOP operative has been a key force in the special uh, focus of the special counsel's uh, counselor's office uh, on investigating whether Trump's orbit uh, conspired with the Russian Federation. Don't count very much on that one. But during the race, uh, Stone publicly cheered on the group uh, WikiLeaks as it released uh, hacky emails that embarrassed uh, the nominee. Hillary Rodham Clinton Stone also claimed uh, before the election that he was in contact and he lied about that with uh, Julian Assange, whom uh, he called uh, my hero. But you have to separate uh, from Stone uh, what was just sheer probabo uh, uh, bolstering and uh, flummery. In July, a grand jury indicted uh, 12 uh, officials, military officials of the Russian Federation, on charges that they orchestrated hacks and distributed uh, pilfered uh, documents uh, to WikiLeaks and other sites. And, of course, those, the documents went to WikiLeaks. Ended up going to a, a number of so-called Western media uh, outlets. Stone acknowledged exchanging what he characterized as benign uh, messages with uh, uh, Glucifer uh, to uh, a... Uh, Twitter uh, persona that the U.S. intelligence agent said was a front. And this is where it's very, very tricky. It was never confirmed that they were a front uh, for the Russian military. They could have been a front for any uh, spying operation, including (laughs) U.S. intelligence agencies. But uh, Stone uh, repeatedly denying any contacts with Russia or WikiLeaks. He said he had uh, no advanced knowledge of what material uh, WikiLeaks uh, held and uh, adding that uh, predictions uh, he made uh, about the group's plans were based on uh, public uh, comments by uh, Julian Assange, and and, and no doubt about that. The investigation uh, 
has uh, devolved into uh, word uh, to gotcha word games, uh, perjury traps, trumped up processes. That's what he told uh, the Washington Post last year. And then what he's singing is this year, but uh, they've got him. During the campaign, Stone uh, privately told associates that he was in, in contact uh, with uh, Julian Assange. And if he was, they've got it. Uh, in uh, November 2016, email uh, to Trump, then chief uh, strategist, that was uh, Steve Bannon, the fascist. Uh, Stone uh, implied that he had information about the group's uh, plans. How much of that you could trust is uh, not there. Um Stone uh, indictment, special prosecution investigation, uh, now leads to charges against 34 people. Guilty pleas are by six associates of D.J. Trump, including the former campaign manager uh, Paul Manafort, deputy campaign manager Rick Gates, former national security advisor uh, Michael Flynn, who was the general, and former uh, Trump attorney uh, Michael Cohen. And George... Uh, uh, Papandopoulos, uh, Papandopoulos, excuse me, was in a uh, campaign uh, type. None of the previous charges include allegations that Trump's associates conspired uh, with uh, the Russian Federation interfering elections. One of the main thrusts there, uh, DJ Trump has denied he's been involved since he advised the Republicans and Libertarian candidates, including uh, Ronald Reagan. Uh, this is. Uh, Stone got his start uh, working for Tricky Dick in uh, 1972. He advised Ronald Reagan, uh, Bob Doe, Gary uh, Johnson. He's a libertarian, former governor of New Mexico. Reshaped, uh, helped reshape uh, Washington lobbying. Found a successful firm in the 80s that would manifest that represented top companies in foreign uh, governments. Influenced peddler was what Stone was, and a promoter. I'll tell you one thing, he never talked about uh, is Russia, Russian influence, as Stone said uh, in an interview last year. Stone told the Washington Post that he remained in contact with Trump from time to time. Well, I doubt very seriously if D.J. Trump would uh, tell old uh, Roger Stone uh, very much. But uh, the bottom line on Stone, he's a promoter. What Stone knows, being in that orbit, uh, the special prosecutor will get some of those details out of him, there's uh, no doubt about that. As the uh, government shut down, and now the press has moved from a partial shutdown, we uh, did not use the word partial shutdown, except in the very, very early days, just to explain to people what was going on, what the machinations were. And this has to do not with D.J. Trump, but how the Congress and all spending bills originate uh, by the Constitution in the House of Representatives when the Republicans controlled it. That was how they set up uh, funding uh, for government. Uh, the, 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 uh, how the government uh, funding for f what they call fiscal years, it usually end in uh, September, most do, but uh, these are a little bit different. When you look at the scope of this, there's over 80,000 people. There are, what, 40,000 uh, uh, military, uh, well, not only military, but so-called independent contractors. These are people that work uh, primarily for contracting uh, companies like Boone's Allen, etc., across the board, and smaller operations. And there's a few probably that work on their own to subcontract with one of the contractors. 
Anyway, nonetheless, these people are not getting uh, paid. Oh, Wilbur Ross uh, at the Commerce, uh, another uh, millionaire type, almost 80 years old. He maybe is 80 years old. Suggested uh, that uh, workers uh, follow uh, a, a loan with the credit union. Evidently, I guess somebody discovered the credit union. His particular credit union at the department, uh, the department's credit union, not his, charges 9% interest. I didn't know that. Most credit unions are much uh, cheaper on uh, on loans. No doubt some people have taken out loans. Uh, some other banking concerns, uh, enterprises, have offered uh, accounts to government workers and advanced them uh, $500 in the accounts. That's more to spur business. Uh, remember, many, many years ago, a lot of these uh, Internet, what you call Internet banks at the time, would uh, put uh, $25, uh, $30 in your account. But again, when you're at a bank or whatever instrument, uh, financial instrument, advertising, that's just a a cheaper way, actually, of getting customers. And in this case, keeping government workers in their... Uh, Spear is why they are giving out these uh, uh, loans. And other places are uh, giving free meals, free coffee, free donuts, free this, free this. Buy one pizza, get one free. Food banks are involved uh, giving out food uh, to government workers. It's a tragedy. And there are various military-type stuff, like some elements, evidently the Coast Guard are not being paid. I mean, you have some very, very strange situation going on here. You have 40,000 or how many thousand IRS workers that were called back in, but they're not getting paid. There's going to be a catastrophe there because we are moving now towards the end of the month. And the uh, for people that get W-2s, these W-2s will start coming out. And as they start appearing uh, on the scene, uh, workers will start filing their tax returns. And there will be the IRS helpline. Now, there will be virtually nobody there to do that. Perhaps the automated uh, type situations will be there. Uh, there's going to be nothing but confusion and processing. And it, I remember when uh, we at uh, Cranston went into the, uh, we talked about this before, I'll make it very brief, it went into the, uh, we were doing a tax preparation also. And uh, what was it at the time? It was in the second year. The first year was more of a trial year of electronic uh, Transmitted returns, and now everybody does that, and you can get it done actually free. And on the new uh, tax uh, law, uh, higher uh, standard deduction, but most people uh, between what forty, fifty thousand uh, dollars can just simply file their returns because they would not have the type of deductions to even worry about it. Just take the standard and forget it. But Nonetheless, there's a lot of confusion will be there, and as the confusion sets in, one of the problems with any shutdown is that it's easy to shut down the government, it's harder to start it back up, and the longer it lasts, the more damage it does. And you can imagine some of these workers have missed at least one paycheck, going towards two paychecks, and some of these people live, uh, I'd say these people, uh, that's not a callous comment, but the uh, reality is uh, paycheck to paycheck. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily the contract uh, cleaners and people making under $20 an hour. A lot of these people make much, much more than $20 an hour. They are more than 30 uh, to $50 an hour types. 
but because of the way that window is set up, once a worker gets behind in paying, you know, basic things like a rent, mortgages, the late fees coming in, even if they waive the late fees, you are uh, maybe a month behind. So you're paying as soon as the government reopens, you're paying your rent immediately, and you start catching up the back months or the back payments or whatever. And that puts a further strain. So in other words, you're talking about workers, if they reopen tomorrow, would take February and March and maybe April to pull back to where they were paying off all these charges and loans that they've had. Now, other workers have been fortunate enough to go to work for Uber and various other companies, find additional work at uh, fast food restaurants, you name it. Um, they've had to find a work there while they're furloughed. Uh, many are now on unemployment, so that that is a uh, and should have been on before. Now, basically, as I understand it, that varies a little bit from state to state, but basically, uh, you are uh, I think it's still a week to, in many states. It's still a week to week operation. So you the, the first week of that f- uh, furlough, or second week of that furlough, um, they. Uh, don't get paid for the first week, but they get paid for the second or the third. So thus, uh, the furloughed uh, people, wherever they are, can now collect unemployment. Now, that's a little bit different if they are uh, actually back working again. Now, how that's worked out would depend, obviously, on the state, because they're not getting paid. They are working. But those that are not working uh, yeah, can get unemployment and that will basically uh, pay uh, their mortgage or what and uh, whatever some essentials until they get actually full paychecks and most of them will get retroactive uh, pay back. So in other words, a lot of machinations are going on there. Well, we'll leave the shutdown now and the damage that it's causing. Incidentally, we couldn't get uh, our data set of figures from uh, the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Some, but we needed to work with, but people that do economic analysis are the same. Nonetheless, we'll have a numbers man program. We have some stats uh, from the uh, International Monetary Fund. Uh, we're also covering uh, the uh, World Economic Forum. We have several programs, or edited programs, that we've uh, recorded from the first day on. We'll be uh, putting those up on a number of our channels where we'd be on... Uh, the Numbers Man channel, or the Boston Red channel, or VR on the World. We'll get all that little programming note there. Now, we shift to Venezuela. Uh, evidently, in Venezuela, we have a program coming up there uh, called The Clown. Uh, you have a, uh, a young fellow, that uh, young person, or what do you want to, a younger person. He's 35 years old. He declared himself president sworn himself in that's never been done before and all of these uh capitalist operations the u.s canada i think even uh, the conservative party in the uk and and several others uh, that fascist that's in the brazil uh there uh, and several other uh, lackeys and what have you have recognized that government or you want to call it shadow government and in Washington, the Trump administration, of course, they've already recognized it, are figuring ways to seize money uh, that uh, would go to the Venezuelan government. 
and funnel it through this character that uh, has uh, has taken over. And at the same time, provocateurs that went into working class uh, neighborhoods slash poor neighborhoods and are causing problems. They're burning things, shooting at uh, police officers, etc. Normally, the demonstrations in the so-called middle class areas is where all the uh, bad actors concentrate. But this time, it's pure uh, sabotage following the old CIA uh, book. And uh, there was also the assassination attempt uh, on President uh, Mindros in uh, August, where two or three drones were actually fired on him. But they found the characters they were out trained in Colombia. So this is a uh, global uh, situation, an old banana uh, republic uh, book. And uh, we'll have that, incidentally, uh a clown government, I think we've called it, uh, in uh, Venezuela. Uh, we'll have that up uh, today sometime on uh, the um, uh, situation there with President uh, Mindros, and He made his uh, address at the uh, Supreme Court building there. So far, the military, uh, the leaders of the military, have endorsed his government. A lot of it falls upon that. I noticed there had been some uh, criticism from some uh, left-wing uh, factions and what have you about the Sandinistas. Well, the Sandinistas, is, excuse me, of uh, the uh, Bolivarians, the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. But uh, the Bolivarians, that goes back to Salvador, uh, Simon, uh, <laughs> Simon uh, Bolivera, uh, uh, we learned about him in... Uh, elementary school. He at one time was not only the president of Venezuela, but of Ecuador and that whole area there. A great uh, patriot of uh, of Latin America and he had uh, African ancestry. That's why we were talking about him. Uh, thus, uh, on the command, the uh, commandante uh, Chavez, uh, Hugo Chavez, he brought about a reintroduced the uh, people of there in Venezuela to uh, Simone Bolivera, and uh, they call themselves the Bolivarians. Anyway, and they've had this government now for uh, 20 years. They overthrew uh, Commandante, and as I understand it, <laughs> he didn't take his mobile phone away, and he was talking to uh, Fidel, and he stayed and hung in there, and his uh, comrades, uh, Capilleros, broke him out of uh, prison. So he was back again and until he uh, mysteriously got brain cancer and, of course, died in office. And now uh, it is uh, Commandante uh, Menderos, uh, but uh, a worker, as he said, a humble worker. He used to be a bus driver, a big man. And he was talking about uh, at the uh, Supreme Court of his uh, visits to the U.S. and what states he knew, Manhattan, Washington. He drove around there and his wife uh, did the interpreting. She spent evidently eight years in U.S. and is uh, fluent in English. He is not fluent in English, but he understands some. So she's his interpreter. Anyway, that is the story out of Venezuela where it stands uh, today. He has said he would dialogue with these people. 
The problem they've had in, in Venezuela, actually two problems. The economic violence caused by the U.S., these sanctions have been tripling, crippling. They can't get some of the necessary things that they need to get. They've caused inflation to be literally where you need a whole wheelbarrow full of uh, uh, currency, uh, uh, Venezuelan currency. They were literally showing it there to buy something because they officially use the dollar. And I think it's what it means to one now, something like that. And they, This is the same situation they had in Zimbabwe. And, of course, the situation there was... Uh, when they uh, installed a new government there in uh, Zimbabwe, now the same economic problems are still there <laughs> under the uh, quote-unquote new leader. So these economic problems do not necessarily go away until one leader leaves or the other. No doubt even the uh, stock market in uh, Caracas has went up uh, because they want to see the capitalists get back in business there. Venezuela is one of the largest, of the largest oil producing nation in the country. But the reason they haven't been producing as much lately is getting spare parts for the oil fields. And a lot of people have left. A lot of sabotage has occurred. And how this thing uh, plays off will be a lot of what the uh, Valerian uh, revolutionaries do. Um, they started with a National Guard. Many people have suggested uh, that they arm the people, and that needs to be done, and how firm they can keep this thing going. We'll see. But one of the situations with any of these revolutionary situations that are not only revolutionary but evolutionary, that it does uh, take some time. And many places, the Workers' Party in Brazil, for example, were in power for many, many years. Now they're out, and the fascist has come in. They had a conservative prior to him, but that didn't do anything about the economy. But the uh, the capitalists that are still in business prop some of these states up as long as they can stay in business. And that is one of the big problems. Uh, Trump, while ranting and raving about what Nicolas Maduro is doing, he couldn't even get into Congress for his uh, State of the Union. May is a disgrace there. BRICS has fallen apart. The U.K. economy has fallen apart. So she doesn't have much to, as they say, write home being in glass houses. Let's go uh, now to the uh, University of Virginia. And this is a kind of an interesting one here, um, talking about the 2000 election. This is uh, Larry Sabato's shop, and we've already honored him a higher. This is a 2020 Electoral College. Why the Republicans' magic number is probably uh, 269 and not uh, 270. Uh, Kyle Klondike again here. Despite the Democratic takeover, Republicans still hold an edge if the House has to uh, pick the president. Interesting. There's still at least uh, one uh, plausible Electoral College scenario that it produced a... Uh, 269 uh, to uh, 269 uh, would have thrown the presidential election to the House of Representatives elected in uh, 2020. The House decides the presidency. You might think that the Democrats would have the advantage given a new majority, but the Republicans uh, that whole are likely 
to maintain the advantage. The Republican presidential nominee has won a majority of electoral college votes twice in uh, five years. Uh, five elections, excuse me. That was in uh, 2000. But the 2000 election was stolen from uh, Albert Gore of Tennessee. And 2016, yes, heading into 220, it may be the Republican nominee could lose the popular vote and only tie in the Electoral College and still win the presidency. That's because the Republicans are likely to hold an edge in the process that would be used to resolve uh, an Electoral College uh, tie or other uh, situations where none of the uh, candidates secure the required uh, majority to win the president outright. That's 270. Such a uh, situation is certainly not likely, but it's... Uh, not impossible, I will, no doubt about that. As we look ahead at 2020, the presidential race has a, has a plausible electoral college map where neither, neither side is able to get the 270 electoral votes and, uh, needed for majority. Uh, and the 269-269 uh, is like this. They get the states here, 269 for Democrats, 269 uh for the Republicans and the blue states, we're looking at California, Oregon, Nevada, uh, and Washington State. Then we go uh, out to Alaska, Arizona. Arizona, I wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't bet on that one. Utah, uh, Idaho, Wyoming, North, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, and uh, Texas. And the blue in between is Colorado and New Mexico. Then we go to Minnesota and Illinois. We got Wisconsin. Uh, that is wrong. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, the Democrats, as it looks now, will carry Wisconsin in 2020. Iowa, I'm not certain about, but that could change also. And then we go down to Missouri. Hard to say. Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama. Georgia, hard to say in Georgia, too. Uh, South Carolina, yes. Florida, so-so. Indiana, uh, Ohio. Ohio is a little bit different. We'll look and see. We'll go back and visit it later. Michigan, uh, that's for the Democrats. Uh, Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, Maine, Massachusetts, so forth and so on. Jersey, uh, uh, Delaware, etc. Washington, D.C. And they have North Carolina here. Well, North Carolina and Georgia are two we'll be looking at particularly at North Carolina, then South Carolina. These are Republican states. And Florida. Well, Florida, we can't. one of the problems we can't guard against is fevery. The uh, current Secretary of State in Florida has resigned. We'll get to that before we do the sports. So, in the event, uh, set aside the uh, concept of uh, faithless electors. Instead, folks, anyway, the uh, 2020 House election would pick the uh, president, but in a way that benefits the Republicans, at least in the, as the House is currently uh, composed. Each state delegate uh, delegation gets a, a single vote for president. That means that California, with uh, 53 uh, delegates and a whopping uh, 46-7 Democratic advantage, has the same power as Wyoming. That is a problem within itself. The Senate would uh, select the vice president from each of... Uh, the 100 members get a uh, vote. Well, last time the House picked the president, that was in 1824. Uh, 
The House passed over candidates who won the most electoral votes and popular votes, well, not a majority either. Andrew Jackson in favor of uh, the Electoral College recipient there, uh, Adams, and uh, Secretary uh, Crawford. The fourth place uh, was a Speaker Henry Clay, remember him, in consideration, but Adams, who later named uh, Clay Secretary of State, and Jackson uh, supporters uh, decried a corrupt uh, bargain between Adams and uh, Clay. Henry Clay called it, called it a great compromiser. Women expect members of the delegation, uh, delegation majority party to support their nominee, thus uh, welding control of the uh, delegation votes in favor of their party. But this doesn't have to happen. Uh, four years ago, in 2014, uh, we found a clear um, GOP edge amongst the 50 states. In the House delegations, the Republicans controlled 33 of 50 delegations after the election in which they won uh, 247 House seats. Even though the Democrats won a solid uh, 235 to 199, uh, that was in November, and there's one district not resolved yet. The Republicans stole a majority of seats in uh, 46 House delegations. Democrats are 22. They're split right down the middle. There are two split states just happen to uh, be the most uh, competitive. If only uh, two states that flipped from red to blue under uh, the Electoral College last scenario where the above, Michigan 7-7 tie, and uh, Pennsylvania 9-9 tie. Technically, Pennsylvania delegation is now 9-8. Democrats with... Uh, the resignation of uh, Tom uh, Marino. But uh, the, uh, the time being, we're going to assume that the Republicans would hold that seat, which Trump carried by 36 points in a special election that will be held later this year. And this is MAP 2, current House controlled by uh, delegates here. Well, if we look at, you know, the it's how these tabulations turn out. They obviously don't uh, fit states like California, but it has 53. One could argue that the GOP's uh, edge largely comes from smaller states. The GOP holds a 5-2 to two edge among seven states that only have a single at-large uh, House member. However, the edge disappears if one looks instead of a dozen states that have either one or two House members, uh, delegates control is split 6-6 six, six amongst those states. That said, the uh, GOP definitely benefits from a, uh, a broader small state advantage. It's uh, four delegates' national edge comes entirely from a uh, bare majority of states, 26, that have six House members or uh, less. So you've seen advantages of these very, very small states uh, that still keep the Republicans in uh, control. The lone state, but, uh, states that uh, do not are uh, Arizona, increasingly purple, a state that voted for Trump by 3.5 um, points in uh, 2016, but where Democrats won 6 to 5 uh, in the House edge. Arizona is, uh, is flipping. Uh, at least the way our models see it, and we at this mic uh, see it, 
Arizona, and again, this is very difficult to tell because uh, we in 2019, we don't know who the Republican candidate will be. We don't know how much damage at this point in time the government shutdown will do. Are the economy in uh, 2020? Many people are talking about the recession of sometime in 2019. Some people see that recession coming in uh, Q2, uh, more probably in Q3, but it could come uh, more quickly. And, and things in economics do tend to move quicker than slower. But to benefit the uh, Democrats, they need to get a recession in Q4 of this year. And last into 2020. That would benefit them. Now that's the economic part of the pie. But we don't know. There could be a running war in Venezuela. There could be a war in the South China Seas. It's very unpredictable. Would there be an impeachment? Uh, more doubtful at this point in time. Uh, I see if that anything of that uh, occurred with uh, D.J. Trump. It would be more of a resignation than an impeachment uh, prolong impeachment proceeding something they don't knew. No, uh, the newly uh, released uh, 2020 House ratings show that the Democrats have a plausible uh, House uh, targets in each uh, state. If they do well, yeah, it could it could change. Uh, a lot of this depends on uh, what we've termed in other broadcasts uh, side issues. There could be side issues. What we know. Such a situation would be unprecedented in modern times. Realistically, though, it's uh, hard to imagine Democrats taking a majority of House delegates in the uh, next election, unless the overall election was a Democratic runaway. Well, not exactly. Uh, which means there wouldn't be uh, much in the Electoral College uh, to worry about. On the other hand, the GOP may still end up uh, solidifying their Majority control of the House uh, delegates. Uh, Ty Michigan or uh, Pennsylvania could even flip uh, their way. A Republican have a uh, valuable target, uh, uh, targets in uh, each state. Additionally, the uh, GOP could uh, force uh, ties in states like Maine and New Hampshire. That's a little bit different because Maine, um, I think Maine has ranked choice now. New Hampshire, eh, a little more difficult to say of uh, there. These are uh, pretty hypotheticals uh, here, but uh, to be clear, we aren't uh, likely to see uh, a 269-269 tie. If we did, the GOP would remain likely to hold an advantage in such an extraordinary uh, position. Yeah, that that is a little bit, uh, I won't say this irresponsible of the uh crystal ball, but uh, it's interesting. Well, that's all we can say. <laughs> there, it is interesting. I think we, uh, let's see, uh, we did Venezuela. Uh, the post says there, end of Venezuela's nightmare in sight. No, it's the beginning of Venezuela's uh, nightmare uh, here. No matter what happens to uh, Command uh, Mundros, Nicholas Mundros, uh, Mundros, uh, because basically uh, the Bolivarians are there and uh, they will remain a party there. He had a news conference down there with the Socialist Party. And this is where some of the left-wing factions get a little bit uh, confused. Won't get into that here. 
but you can just read their statements for what they are or not. Uh, there, it doesn't work out that way. Very, very difficult to stay ahead of the a ball, uh, so to speak. Uh, let me just make sure. Wrist lie ahead, uh, pinning hopes on the opposition. Well, the problem there is uh, this shot out of the nowhere uh, with this, uh, what is his name? Uh, trying to get his first name here. He is a leader of a, uh, from an ultra-right-wing uh, party that declared himself, uh, John Bolton, he's been around forever, a president and actually swore himself in. That's, that's very unusual. Usually uh, countries don't recognize people until they literally are in the presidential palace. <laughs> I've heard of characters uh, in the case of Haiti uh, there uh, recognizing people, but nonetheless, there is a controlled oil revenue, 20 million in humanitarian aid uh, that uh, Mike... Uh, Pompeo promised on Tuesday uh, would uh, go to, uh, what's his name, Jose uh, Gaudillo. I had his name pronounced. Well, we'll get it when we do uh, BR on the World. We'll get his name pronounced correctly eventually here. Uh, now, this is back to the Panamanian situation. Security forces killed a U.S. military official at a roadblock. That was a scam, and uh, GW, uh, uh, President Bush at the time, not G.W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, sent 10,000 uh, troops in there, and uh, the President Noriega was soon captured, and he died recently in France. That was about it. But, uh, again, uh, they do have an oil company here called Sitco. uh have used it before uh, in the U.S. Uh, they have refineries here. Uh, I suppose they could take those over and give those to him. Uh, Democrats praise decision too. And see, this is one of the big problems. Standing with the people of uh, Venezuela stands for freedom. This is what uh, Lindsey Graham said. Many Democrats praise decision too. They include this Adam Schaff. Now he's one of these characters from California that is a right winger called it uh, appropriate uh, action. And this is where, this is just so typical old uh, old school Wilsonian uh, foreign policy, no doubt about that. And this is where the way the Democrats, uh, Richard Durbin saying the U.S. should not, well, wait a minute here, should not anoint leaders of the opposition of Venezuela during an internal uh, polarized conflict. That's correct if he said that. But this so-called uh, liberal in uh, Canada, Justin Trudeau, whose relationship with uh, Trump's not very good, and this whole thing, Bolton, when asked uh, how his response here is different than it is to other so-called totalitarian leaders, uh, Bolton added, uh, is different uh, from that towards many of authoritarian and rejected the premise. The fact is Venezuela is in our hemisphere, he said, and I think we have a special responsibility. And the Venezuelans just uh, responded to this in uh, simple terms. Yankee, go home. Let me see if I can do him tomorrow. Incidentally, we'll uh, 
tomorrow on the week that was. We have uh, Jamel Bowie, who used to be with CBS. I'm not sure what's happening. I'll have to check this out. But now he's uh, with the New York Times. We're no longer seeing him on uh, Face the Nation. Uh, CBS had done an interesting thing there. Uh, our friend Alexander talked about CBS and how uh, they were going to cover the 2020 race, excluding African Americans. We have to watch this uh, very, very uh, carefully to see what's going on. We talked about the Florida. Well, Florida no longer has a Secretary of State. Now, uh, somewhere we had his uh, little photo up here. And if you look up on... Uh, yeah, here we are. Florida Secretary of the Blackface uh, photo. This just shows you what was going on in Florida there. The big on every corner. This is Michael Ertel, the Republican who served uh, as Florida Secretary of State for two weeks and two days. The Tallahassee Democrat. We, this is the Times that we have Tallahassee Democrat. Uh, Ertel is wearing a red lipstick, earrings, and a New Orleans Saints bandano. We're taking two months out, and they were uh, taking two months after uh, Katrina, a city there. The photo uh, Tallahassee Democrat shows, uh, they showed it to the governor. The newspaper said it showed the photo of uh, Ertel uh, last week and sent them to, was shown it and sent them to the governor. DeSantis' office, uh, which quickly said he had accepted his resignation, or he had to go in a hurry, because DeSantis himself had been called out as a bigot. Evidently, Senator Nelson, the Democrat incumbent, conceded uh, to DeSantos and, of course, Gillum. Incidentally, Gillum uh, also endorses uh, the uh, renegade government in Venezuela. This Gillum, I've always suspected, he, of course, uh, Gillum, that is, supported uh, the infamous... uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.